0: Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helotech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, welcome. Happy Saturday. We're off and running. We have a little
1: bit of a dry spell here momentarily, just a bit. And we have things to talk about, all kinds of things to do around the home. Two hours to discuss it this morning on University of KMOX. We have questions and answers, your questions. Hopefully I can corral and get some answers to you. Phone lines wide open for your calls, your topics, whatever is important to you. 314-436-7900. That's four three six seven nine zero zero. Toll-free, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120, anywhere on the globe. You can pick me up on radio.com, subscribe to a podcast, hear me every week if you're traveling or running about, little league games, grocery shopping, fixing the roof, whatever the things you have around the home. Radio.com, KMOX, uh, Weekend at Your Help services, and then the Helitech Home Improvement Show right here on cam Wex. remember we are the Helitech home improvement show sponsored by Gutterworks and schleter painting thank you very much for both of those top sponsors to help bring this message this show and run the lights while we're here discussing all the things important to you 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 with all the rain with the saturated soil uh, and no doubt some leaking basements, Uh, we're going to talk about water, surface water runoff, roofs, gutters, plug gutters, how to prepare downspouts, uh, mulch, gravel, things around the perimeter of your foundation. I've invited Kevin Welch of Helitech to stop by later on this morning. We'll have some questions and answers with Kevin of how you can best prepare your home or anything particular around what you'd like to turn to him. He has been in this business and industry for all of his life. Kevin knows which way is up and which way is down and how the water loves to come into foundations. Yep. So phone lines, you're up, you're on, you're next. All those things you've been saving for, Scott on Saturday, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. The weekend walkabout, yeah, I really want you to be aware of what's happening around your home. Uh, Check up the roof, look for sticks, twigs, anything growing out of the gutters, that's bad. Make sure that any downspouts you have around your home are clear, free, and flowing. So that would look like today some debris, kind of... uh, some oak towel, leaves, goo at the end of your downspout, right at the end there, that would indicate water's coming through and carrying with it the debris that's left in the gutters and downspouts. Windows and doors, make sure they operate freely. On a day like today, a little chillier, but clean air, no big pollen around because of the recent rain that's washed it right off all the trees. Great day to open the windows today and tomorrow. You'll find an opportunity for that. As we go into the air conditioning season, we're really finishing up the heating and going into the AC. Great opportunity for you to invite over a heating and cooling tech, somebody to come review your furnace, look it over, give it the once over for those of you that are do-it-yourselfers. Change the furnace filter, make sure things are intact, and clean the outside condenser. The outside condenser is that air conditioner thing outside your home with the fan on it blowing air when it gets real hot. usually comes on when your air conditioner runs. So that needs to be free and clear and clean. So, for example, if you don't wash your car for five months going through the winter, what will it look like? Yeah, a lot of dirt, a lot of debris, a lot of stuff on the car, the glass. You won't be able to see out of the glass. That condenser needs a bath. It needs a good scrubbing down with a stiff bristle brush so that all that debris that builds up, falls off the trees, comes through the winter, is gone. Clean metal, clean fins, no uh, blocked transfer or blowing air around that because that hinders the airflow which then diminishes the efficiency, lowers it, makes cost things cost more for air conditioning, give it a bath. It's not rocket science, but turn off your power to it when you do that. If you don't know how to do that, call an air conditioning service tech company. Get them over to take care of you. Let's uh, get fired up and see what's cooking here. Go right to the phone lines and start with uh, Carol. Hey, Carol. Scott Mosby, KMOX here. How can I help you, my friend?
2: Yes. I
3: had
4: a question about the, uh, about the gutters and the leaves. I heard about a gutter sponge that you could put inside the gutter. It would absorb the moisture, and then the the leaves would just be on top of the sponge. Well wonder, what do you think about that? And I was wondering about the weight of the sponge inside the gutter once they got wet.
1: Well, uh... Carol, I'm familiar with the gutter sponge, that product. It's kind of like a a sponge shaped in the shape of the gutter, kind of goes in the top edge. It works really well, but it does require maintenance. Nothing is maintenance-free because if you've got a filter, and it is a filter, whether it's a screen or a sponge, the material will go through that. So will the dirt. The dirt builds up. uh, So it does need... So you know to be sprayed out periodically every few years so i do like the gutter sponge all but in the winter the winter is the time i don't really like it because you can get that moisture in that sponge and if it freezes it will expand and it can block your gutters causing further issues so the sponge works i love it when it's uh, good weather i question it during the freeze but you know Honestly, we only have that a few days out of the year. You just have to be aware, Carol, it's not a one-size-fits-all magic uh, bullet. It, it it still needs a little bit of care and feeding.
5: Okay, thank
1: you. You bet, Carol. Good question. I haven't heard much about that product yet, so I thank you for bringing that forward. All right, bye. Good Home Improvement, Wax. Carol brings up the gutter sponge. It's a product you can get at the hardware store, the big box stores. And it it basically, it's easy to install because you just kind of compress it, stuff it in the top of the gutter, and it expands, poof, and it's right in the top of the gutter. Good product, works, keeps the stuff out, but it has a, you know, it's like a filter. So a furnace filter blocks with the dust inside the house. Effectively, it's a big mesh open grid that goes in the top of your gutter, Uh, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I do like it, but it is not totally um, maintenance-free. Phone lines are open for you, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. If you know somebody looking for a new home or buying a new home and they're a coming, soon-to-be do-it-yourselfer, this is the place. Bring them on, bring them here, bring them to Cam Wax. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show by gutter... um, uh, the gutter experts and indeed Schlater painting. So keep in mind that this is the place to bring for those questions and answers. Scott, how do I do this? What is this? That I, what's this thing? They call it that. What does it do? Why does it exist? So we're trying to get this whole uh, do it yourself. You hear it commonly referred to as the millennial generation. Hey, man, it's just passing it down, pass it forward, pay it forward. Uh, get it to the people that need this to know. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 here on University of KMOX.
0: Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show presented by Gutter Works. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX.
1: All right, back together, home improvement, phone lines wide open for you, waiting right here, Bosco and I in this corner room studio, yeah, Oh, so lonely. 314 436 7900 We do have lots of things happening here. I want to bring forward the concept of windows and doors. We just came through the winter. Old man winter, blowing wind, cold air right through those little frost on those frames. For those of you that have old windows, you know who you are. It matters because you've got a hole in the wall that's what a window and door inherently is it opens and closes it brings other benefits you get to see through it you can walk through it you can open and get screens those sorts of things but windows and doors function and offer a benefit and a value and they last the warranties are dependent upon professional installation so it's important to realize that when you put in a window if you're asking only what the brand of the window is, looking at the product. It's very easy to sell a product. It's hard to judge and choose a service provider that is trained and, you know, in and warranted to properly put those windows and doors in correctly. So when you have a problem with a window, most often manufacturer looks at it and says, yeah, the window's okay. Could have been put in much better. Because that negates the warranty. So you buy and pay for a warranty. But if you choose the wrong company to install it, you don't get that warranty. Anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's go right to our phone and see what's cooking with my friend Don. Hey, Don, good morning. Welcome to CAMWX. How can I help, sir? Yeah, I,
6: was wondering, I got a pole barn house, and I was wanting to find out it's got a concrete floor in it. And uh, now they... Now we want to put hardwood floors on top of the concrete floor. Okay. So what do I have to do? They haven't been sealed. There's nothing been on top of it. We've just been walking on the concrete for the last 10 years.
1: Don, the issue is what's underneath the concrete. Did you put a sheet of plastic, a vapor barrier, you know, 6-mil plastic underneath that concrete floor when it was poured?
6: Yes. There's uh, probably 11 inches of sand. And then that was packed with, uh, I had a professional do it, uh, and then they had uh, Visqueen put down, and then they had uh, some rock, and then they poured the concrete on top of that.
1: Okay, the Visqueen was the magic answer I was looking for. If you have a vapor retarder, that Visqueen 6-mil plastic, uh, that is going to be really important because that's what keeps the moisture from coming up through that concrete floor. If you've got that, uh, we
6: haven't had we haven't had any moisture whatsoever come up to the floor yet.
1: Okay. Well, Don, the next thing I'd like you to do, because this will answer it for you, take a clear Ziploc bag or a clear piece of Visqueen plastic, something impermeable, could be a dry cleaning bag, whatever it is, and about twelve inches by twelve inches, uh, and tape it all four sides around the corner and tape it to the floor of that concrete you may need to wipe that concrete off and clean it up uh if you're going to put that plastic on right away use like an isopropyl alcohol something that evaporates quickly if you use moisture that will stay in the concrete for a while uh, but anyway, uh, tape that plastic down. If you get any water droplets or condensation on top of that floor in the next 48 hours, the answer to the wood is no. If it's dry, uh, especially with all the rain we've been getting, Don, then the answer is yes. And and there there are extra efforts to put you know a subfloor, you know adhered to that concrete and then put the wood floor down. Uh, under any case, I would not use a. Um, um, uh, laminate floor, anything made out of, um, was wood. There's a plywood floor that's called, now it's laminated, but typically the, um, anyway, there are certain types of floors that I would not use and, and you'll know. Yeah. What, to what, if,
7: what
6: if you put it like a three quarter inch, uh, what is it called? CDX, uh, plywood. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the ticket. That's the subfloor I'm referring to. Yeah.
6: Would you glue
7: that to the concrete? I would,
1: I I would if if it's I would because you've got to have something or you wind up gluing the wood down to the concrete. The problem is the concrete and the wood, especially in a pole barn, something outdoor that's less conditioned all the way around. It's going to expand and contract at different rates. You'll wind up yeah. with cracks between the wood slats that are bigger than in a normal house unless you put yeah. on the wood. Yeah, well,
6: like what kind what kind of glue would you use? Like a liquid nail or? Uh
1: no, it has, to be, uh, it, it has to be in bounds for that brand. So uh, when you buy any product or service, buy it all from the same place. So if you've got ABC brand wood, use whatever adhesive they recommend for it and buy that ABC brand adhesive uh, that's suitable for that as well. But I, again, hear me again, I'm not a fan of glue down. Once you put that plywood down, you can nail it to that plywood and you don't need to glue it.
6: Oh, okay. So I could just like if I regular use regular three-quarter inch unfinished uh, oak, I could actually just nail that to the plywood, and it'll it'll. You kind of want it to float, do you?
1: Uh, kind of. Once you put the plywood down, you don't necessarily need it to float. When you put it on okay. the on the concrete with only a plastic or squishy foam pad, that's where you're describing a wood floating floor, and then that's where you have to buy a specific brand. So the, you know if you're okay. going to put down three quarter oak, number one, when it, when we talk about oak boards, we're talking about kiln dried, really dry wood that gets down to be around eleven to fifteen percent moisture content, really dry wood because. You know, it'll expand and contract a lot.
6: Yeah, because I usually, I build furniture, so I usually use certified six.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh,
6: So then I've got the concrete, then I just lay the CDX plywood on top of that.
1: Yep, three
6: can, And then I can go ahead and just uh, nail the uh, old floor to that. Uh, plywood, and I should be okay?
1: Yeah, but Don, when I say lay it, lay it over the concrete, that means secure it with um, masonry fasteners. You're going to have to drill and okay. hold that concrete, okay. You know, hold that plywood down to the concrete. Yes, sir. Oh,
6: okay. What about some of these here, nails, bullet nails that they, you know, you hit it with a hammer and that's got a twenty two cartridge, and it drives a, a nail into the concrete, is That would that be good?
1: Yeah, that'd be great if you can get it flush with the top of the plywood. The problem with those stud shots or, or powder-actuated tools or even pneumatic air is if you hit a, a, a piece of aggregate, which is nothing more than a rock in the concrete, that'll be harder than uh, the concrete. Your, your nail may stick up, and those okay. are really hard steel nails to get into concrete, so sawing them off uh, is a real commitment.
6: Yeah, what about, uh, now, once I, uh, but how many would I put in that three-quarter inch probably with a four-by-eight sheet? So I'd pour on two on the corner, or the corners, and then uh, every other couple feet? Uh,
1: underlayment, bulk. it's going to be, it, the problem is you're going to have $1,000 in fasteners, because basically every <laughs> eight to ten inches through the field, and about four inches all the way around, or six inches all the way around the edges. So you could easily have, you know, 60 fasteners per sheet. Wow. Yeah, man. You know, at a dollar a piece or 50 cents or
3: whatever. Yeah.
6: Is there any, is there any other way? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you
1: get into your floating floor. I, 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 do, I Look into your floating floor. It will be not raw wood. It'll be a brand of flooring. So, Don, okay. I'm going to move on here. I'm I'm running out of time. Okay. Here. okay. Thank you. All right, sir. Take Bye. care. Bye. And again, it's... Uh, If you're going to install as Don is, I would select a floor manufacturer that has a system approved for that type of installation and then follow that. So I can't really give black and white answers, here's exactly what to do, because each brand has a little bit different um, way of installing their floor. And, you know, when you're spending money for a good product like that, you want the warranty to be delivered as well. So this gets to that whole window comment I said. Uh, You know, you can buy A-list material, A-list adhesives and fasteners, A-list subfloor plywood, A-list labor, but if you do it the wrong way, all that money is wasted, and then you're not saving any money doing it yourself. So, again, you really have to know exactly what you're doing and follow that installation panel. 314 436 7900 This is the Helotech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Gutterworks and Schleter Painting, right here on Camel
0: Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Yes, indeed, back we are. Home
1: Improvement, the Helitech Home Improvement Show sponsored by Schleter Painting and Gutterworks right here on University of KMOX. Speaking of Helitech, we have Kevin Welch on the line. Kevin, good morning. How are you this fine day?
8: Doing pretty good, Scott. How are you?
1: well good to hear from you i'm doing fantastic get a little bit of sunshine out you can just see the corners of my mouth turn up into a smile so uh
0: maybe it, not so with nice you to,
8: it is nice to see the sun oh, <laughs> i'm man. telling you what well you've been down I some I was basements. in seattle for a while what's that I, said I felt like i was in seattle there for a while
1: well you spend a good bit of time in basements looking at all sorts of wonderful things. Uh, You know, how's this uh, wet weather dealing with uh, your business at Helotech, Kevin Welch?
8: We have a full staff in office today answering phones um, and returning phone calls from this previous week and even from the uh, rains we got last night. So we, we, as you can imagine, are thoroughly overwhelmed right now. Wow.
1: Wow. Well, how are you holding yeah. up? How How is family time and weekend time, Camel X time, and personal time working out for Helotech here?
8: Uh, not a whole lot of personal time going on right now. We're, I've been out running, running and looking at stuff this morning, and uh, I've got a couple more this afternoon, so... We're just trying to get to people as quickly as we can and still have a, a little bit of a life in between.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate your taking time out of your busy day. I know it's a hopping time, you know, for uh, Gila Tech and you in terms of, you know, getting people taken care of correctly. So, appreciate the time. Yeah,
8: we, no, my pleasure. Uh, forgive me if I sound a little scratchy. These allergies are really getting at me here, too. So, uh, been has been a, been a difficult week, but uh, we're getting through
1: it. Right on. Hey, i bet you're the only one that has allergy problems in St. Louis. Nobody else experiences that usually this time of year around, do they?
8: Yeah, they're, they're bad. They're really bad this year. I've, well, I lost my voice. I just got it back. Actually, late yesterday, I, I finally got my voice back. So I thought for a minute I wasn't going to be able to join you here.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, Kevin, do you mind sticking around here for just a minute? Uh, we've got uh, a phone uh, caller about a foundation question. You game for uh, spreading around a little help? I'd love to. All right. Hang on there. Stand by. Joe, uh, good morning. Welcome to CAMOX. How can I help, sir?
7: Hey, good morning. Uh, I have, and it happens generally when it's we get this heavy rainfall, I have some spots in my foundation where the water just kind of comes through a little bit and it makes some rust coming down the wall. Mm-hmm. It's usually toward the bottom, and I didn't know if there was you know, some rods in there that were kind of rusting when the water was there. I have a sump pump that seems to work well, keeps the basement dry. But I have these little spots where the it's not cracked, but it seems like that's where there's a metal rod or something that goes through. Maybe when they poured the foundation. So I didn't know. Is there any, something I can do to fix that or prevent that from
1: occurring? Kevin Welch, do you have something for us?
8: Yeah, um, Joe. I think what you probably are experiencing is maybe um, a little water coming through at at a, at a re, either a rebar location. Or um, possibly a form tie location. A lot of times, those those form ties can can um, reach a little bit of water through them and bring the rust in through with it. So uh, typically, going to be something that maybe would be a um, uh, an injection where we come in with a combination of uh, epoxy and polyurethane and inject that location and close it up, um, which will which will shut it down and stop the water from coming through and, and in turn stop the rust as well okay okay good
7: it, uh, uh, i didn't know and oh, is that something, something that will tr- okay i was going to say is that something that traditionally gets worse over time or is it something that uh you know will, will need to be fixed but it's you know not an emergency
8: yeah it's nothing that, It nothing that's a real emergency but yeah it, it can tend to get worse over time once water finds a way in um it's going to want to keep coming in at that location and and it's, it'll it'll continue to bring the rust with it but Nothing that's of an, of an urgent matter.
7: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe when things slow down for you, I can, uh, I'll give you guys a call and uh, we can get that wrapped up.
8: Yeah, give us a call. We'll be happy to come take a look at it for you.
1: Okay. Kevin, what's that uh, phone number for uh, heel Attack? What's the call? The joke. It's 1 800 246
8: 9721.
1: Right on.
8: 246 Okay, great. Okay. All Nice
1: spot. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Uh, hey, Kevin, uh, tell me what's cooking here uh, as well with uh, other things around. I mean, uh, foundation waterproofing is what's current right now. Um, you know, what other things does Helotech do that, you know, you're out running about, you know, the rest of the year?
8: Yeah, we're seeing, as you're, you're very right, we're seeing a lot of waterproofing work right now, but we, we're also seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of walls pushing in, um, horizontal movement. Due to the water pressure, uh, a lot of the freezing and thawing over the winter caused a lot of structural damage to, uh, to foundations. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, we're doing a lot of downspout extension work now. It's something that we, we didn't used to do. We got into it a couple of, well, probably a year or two ago, and it's really taken off. We're really, really recommending a lot of that to people as we look at their homes and, and do our full home inspections. Getting that water away from the house is just absolutely critical.
1: Yeah, and, uh, do pretty that. easy. Pretty easy thing to do. Spot of prevention. An ounce of prevention is uh, sometimes avoids a pound of cure.
8: Yeah, I just literally left an individual who's a, a friend of a friend who's getting water coming up through an expansion joint in his garage floor, and oh. uh, took a look at the backyard, and he's got a gutter cover that's not performing properly for him. It's causing the water to sheet over the gutters and all that extra water is getting up underneath his garage floor and finding a point of entry. So those gutters are a big, big issue. You've got to have your gutters flowing right, and, and that water getting away from the house is, uh, is critical.
1: Uh, Mr. Welshaw, again, uh, what are the ways to get in touch with Helitech, please?
8: <laughs> so the phone number, again, Scott, is 1-800-246-9721, uh, or you can get us online at helatechonline.com. That's all one word, Helatech online.com
1: wow well kevin thank you for taking time out of your busy day and weekend uh hope, good luck with that uh, those allergies and that voice my friend uh hope you're doing yeah. better
8: we'll get through it scott it's always a pleasure to talk with you You take care and we'll see you soon all
1: right kevin kevin welch Healitech. thanks for the time mr kevin i <coughs> know no problem home improvement here we have lots of things live and lively a little bit of help there from our friend kevin welch Kevin, K E V E N, that's how his mother wanted to spell his name. Yeah, I find that interesting. You know, just a little unique things about people in our lives and our world. I, I, I'm, I'm a people fan. I love people. So any version that comes at me is. You know, that's fun. I, I enjoy that. Imagine that. I'm on the radio. How did that happen? Home Improvement phone lines, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. Lots to talk about right here on University of KMOX.
0: Welcome back to the Tech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, back together, home improvements. Scott
1: Mosby, so many things to talk about. Let's get right to our phone lines here and see what's cooking with my friend Nancy. Hey, Nancy, good morning. Welcome to Cam Wix. How can I help?
9: Good morning, Scott. Um, I have a problem with lawn furniture.
3: Mm-hmm.
9: I bought it at a local grocery store, and it is like a light metal or aluminum, okay. and it rusts at the bottom. And it, it, it's like the first like bottom two inches of the chair rust, it gets, on, rust gets on my concrete, my patio. There's something I can put on those chairs. They have a bottom little rubber piece, Uh but something I can put on the chairs, spray on the chairs to make them not rust. And what's a good product to get off the rust off my patio?
1: Uh, There's some old products called navel jelly, uh, rust remover, things like that. Be careful. Some of those things are kind of caustic, so you have to use rubber gloves and all that. The bottom line on this, uh, Nancy, I'm not very optimistic, I suspect. Your furniture is not aluminum, but it has some level of steel in it or steel fasteners. And the water is likely getting inside the tubing of those feet, those legs. And Uh then they have a hole in the bottom with a plastic foot or cap on it. So I suspect it's not the outside that is causing the rust, but it's the water coming down, getting underneath the paint, and then working its way on the outside paint from the bottom up. And that's why I suspect you're. It, anyway, any kind of a good rustoleum paint, you'll have to uh, sand it off, remove the rust, uh, primer the paint, and then ideally spray paint something on that's a similar color. If the color doesn't really match, you may come up eight inches and put tape around it. And so your feet, literally your shoes or the bottom six inches of your chairs, might be a different color than the rest of the chair. <laughs> We get that in in shower repairs and things if you can't perfectly match the paint, you need to go to a corresponding coordinating different color to look intentional but you know i'm not I suspect uh-huh. the next two years you'll have the same rust issue back again <clears throat> okay,
9: you said a navel jelly is that what you said Navel jelly
1: yeah that's old school stuff it's uh it's a product it's kind of like vaseline that takes rust off uh it's still available out there in the hardware stores n a v a l navel jelly. Okay. Um, it's a product, and, and then just go to the hardware store. Go to a good one where people know what's going on, and, and you'll get a good explanation from some of the people. So you'll know them when you, when you uh, talk to one of the old guys. Okay,
9: right. and any product good for getting rest, uh, the rust off my patio?
1: Uh, that's uh, time time uh, uh, good washing scrubbing uh, hose pressure uh, short of that you need to go to a professional and even the best professional can only get about 80 percent of that rust out anyway.
9: okay all right well
1: thank you very much scott i appreciate it yeah now beware here nancy um if this is a recurring problem when i go uh furniture shopping for the outside of my house i see wonderful aluminum furniture and then i look at all the fasteners and the hinges and they're steel So even though you might have aluminum furniture, there are steel fasteners, and that's the difference between 20 and 40 and 80 and 100. You know, you just uh, how they do details matches whether or not you're going to have this problem or not. So
9: I don't want any steel?
1: No steel. If you have any steel on outdoor furniture... When it's, you know, today it's 80, 90% relative humidity, that, you know, the air delivers the water. And then if they paint the outside of that tubing beautifully or the outside of that steel hinge, but the water gets inside, it mm-hmm. rusts anyway and the water drips down on the concrete and off you go. You're, now you have four problems instead of one.
9: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Good question.
1: Thanks, Nancy. Have a great
9: day. You too. Bye.
1: Right. Home improvements got Mosby KMOX. Lots of things to talk about see what's happening here with my buddy, Ron. Hey, Ron, good morning. Welcome to Wax. Hello there, my friend. How can I help?
3: Hello, Scott. Uh, I have a glass cooktop, which is showing its age, yeah. and I'd like to give it a facelift. I don't think Botox is going
5: to help, but well, what would you suggest?
1: Uh, is it buffed, uh, rough? Is that glass cooktop surface kind of rough, Ron, or tell me what it, what it looks like?
3: And sunflower over the burners, yeah, it shows its wear of ages, you know, which is probably expectable. I mean, there's no serious gouges or cracks.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's no real good answer to that. Anything that will go on the top to fill those scratches, and what it is, is you literally have scratched glass or now etched glass. So right. uh, anything that polishes that off, uh, really, you know, you get into glass high polishing wheels with uh, rubbing compounds. You know, and then those, I'm not optimistic. I've never seen anything that works effectively to this Around you're kind of. Well, I'm not looking to
3: make it brand new, which would be great, but I'm just, you know, trying to improve the appearance. So with an uh, automotive rubber compound with a buffer, yeah, if is you're,
1: there yeah, if you're willing to go, you know, again, be careful. Um, you can, yeah, that's the answer. Just like rubbing out a paint or a clear coat on an automobile, that's kind of, uh-huh. the thing. and so you're dealing with glass, and shiny glass is a melted surface from you know oh, the abrasion. Yeah, yeah that's that's about your only shot. If you're comfortable with that product, give it a shot. You got nothing to lose.
3: Well, I've tried all the heavy-duty Wyman, and it's just a clean, it's just, uh, it's just like me, it's showing its age.
1: Oh, man, I know just what you mean.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you for the uh, information. Okay, take care, Ron. Bye <laughs> Bye.
1: Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, Wax. lots to talk about here. We've got lots of things happening right here on CamWax. so realize we've got more to discuss uh re- also we've got things to um you know talk about here on Kim we talked about gutter sponge carol called in on gutter sponge it's a spongy product goes in the top of uh gutters you know that's a neat product but it does collect it'll freeze and hold moisture in the winter and it does get dirty like screens and those types of things for you know gutters anyway um don called in with an issue can i put hardwood floors uh, over the top of concrete in a pole barn uh the answer is yes uh depending upon uh the ability to hold that moisture out uh anyway let's see what's cooking here with my friend mark hey mark scott mosby how can i help you this morning hello mark are you uh hold on yeah mark are you there hello mark are you there all right put you on hold see what's happening here with joseph hey joseph scott mosby here how can i help uh-oh all right, hang on a minute. Okay, let's try that. Joseph. Are you there with me? I am here. All right, sorry, my friend. I uh, wrong button.
5: Okay, okay. Um, Good day. Good day to you. Uh, yeah.
7: Boy, let's see. Um, here's my problem. I have a very old piece of concrete driveway. It mm-hmm. has the neighbor's tree has got holes in it, and I pulled up between the joints, and now I have a big carpet. Can sand or crushed line in those areas that would hold at least hold for get some consistency in there rather than letting it break up.
1: Uh, is that on the edges between in the the joints between the plates of concrete? It's
7: in the joints. It's in the joints. Yeah. Uh,
1: the best thing for that uh, is number one, like a good paint job is clean. Remove all debris, scrub it, Correct. and dry it, and then a huh? urethane, a one part urethane caulk. And ideally on that, joseph, I like self leveling or semi self leveling and they come in the great big quart tubes or thirty ounce tubes and yeah, we wear- well,
7: this is this is quite a run this is a uh- at least a 30-foot front, and the hole at least a one-inch, if not
1: more. Well, you st- it's still the same answer, but there's, an ex- there's a uh, caulking rope, uh, a, a foam rubber rope that uh, goes in three-quarters of an inch diameter an inch, and it sits down in there about a half-inch below the surface, so you're only caulking the top half-inch instead of ah, the bottom seven uh, gallons. Okay, that's clever. Yeah, you could that's buy a clever. new car or caulk all of that depth, but that's why that caulking rope is there, because all that counts is that top surface of caulk.
7: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great idea. But instead of using, I understand that, but could I use, for some reason, i want to use sand so I can get underneath there or maybe even crush lime so it would permeate no. throughout the area. No, no,
1: none of that because sand does not compress. Uh Uh, Crushed lime will disappear and leach in white, so it's really that foam rope. If you're going there, don't... don't, Sand is a misnomer because it'll settle down, concrete gets big, push the slabs further apart, more of a problem. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Got to go now. This is Scott Mosby, KMOX Home Improvement Show. We are live and lively on KMOX.
0: Now... KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX.
1: And they're off rounding the first turn, it's a uh, Yeah, well, it's the Kentucky Derby coming up later on this afternoon. Big doings. And all of the horses that are competing in this year's Kentucky Derby are all by one trainer imagine that scott mosby here home improvement this is the Hela Tech home improvement show sponsored by schleter painting and gutter works right here on camwex lots of things happening phone lines open one more hour sunshine is abundant and it's increasing over the next 24 hours good stuff happening we've been raining cats and dogs coming out of the skies Hela Tech is trying to plug the holes in your foundation and mine so busy they are that uh kevin welch I got him to call in and explain a little bit about how to handle that thing. Uh, So anyway, we've got phone lines open for you. 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll free anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120. I have a little bit of allergies as well, a little bit tickle in my throat. So if I have a little bit of a problem, please excuse me. Perhaps you are joining me in this plight as well around springtime in St. Louis. Well... I had some guests in St. Louis for a business event last week at Mosby Building Arts, my day job, the way I actually uh, uh, spend most of my time, and the brain trust behind me on this University of Kamwek's radio show. And they came in, some from the East Coast, West Coast, uh, North, South, East, West. Oh, my gosh, with the rain, everything in bloom, St. Louis looked fantastic, my gosh, We had the uh, azaleas out. We had the dogwoods out. Some of the redwoods, uh, not quite yet, but, you know, you can tell they're just around the corner. Uh, And and crocus are long up. Some of the flowers coming in, hey, St. Louis looked pretty good. Um, And, indeed, it was just a nice, nice view. 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. So anyway, I, I spoke a little bit in hour one about window and door installation, how important that is, uh, getting the right window. And likewise, when you go shoe shopping or clothing shopping, do you buy the best brand of shoes or do you buy the shoes that fit your budget, the skills, the shape of your shoe, wide, narrow, the fit, uh, the look you're looking for, uh, casual, all the- that's true in cars that's true in windows that's true in doors so the mix of things that fits your house on windows it might be a different finish it might be a different design uh, a double hung single hung casement slider those are all descriptions of windows so I I really want to bring that to you um and you know it's just an important piece uh, if you think about that. Uh, likewise, uh, later in August, there will be an exterior seminar uh, by Mosby Building Arts, and that's at the Lodge of the Pair. You can check out in uh, the website on callmosby.com and look under seminars, but that'll give you a good place to start. That's coming up. The next seminar is bathrooms coming up early June, June 8th at the MAC Missouri Athletic Club. That's the West uh, campus there on DePere Road, uh, 1030 in the morning. That's June 8th, Saturday morning. Anyway, we've got some great phone calls here. Uh, lots to get started, and let's see what's cooking here. Let's get right to it. Talk to my friend Joe. Hey, Joe. Welcome. Good morning, Cam Wex. How can I help?
0: Hey,
5: Scott. How are you today?
1: I'm fantastic. The sun is shining, and the little corners on the edge of my mouth, they're now turning up with the sunshine.
5: Wonderful. Mine, too. Amen, brother. Well, I'm, I'm uh, living in Springfield, Missouri, and I'm just in town for uh, my niece's uh, or my goddaughter's first communion. So I got a chance to listen to your show. I had to call in because I got a question for you.
1: Yes, sir. Say hello to Springfield. Uh, Some of my favorite friends and people are in Springfield. Uh, man, it's a it's it's a it's a friendly town. I like Springfield a lot.
5: Yeah, I do too. That's why I continue to live there. I'm from St. Louis, but I, I love living down there.
1: Cool. How can I help?
5: Uh, well. In our bathroom, we have a mirror, and it has this discoloration, mm-hmm. like it's almost like a rust color behind the the mirror. Okay. And I didn't know if there was any way of getting rid of that. Uh, new mirror. Okay. That, I, was, I knew
0: that was going to be the answer. Yeah, well, but I, mean, I, mean,
1: I say that tongue-in-cheek, but the cost of fixing that mirror exceeds the cost of replacing that mirror. Uh, okay. Now, beware, uh, there are cleaners. Um, um, oh, ammonia is not good for mirrors. So, commonly, we see that uh the silvering or the shiny part on the edge of mirrors from you and i scrubby dutch spraying you know ammonia on the edge of the mirror it gets around and it literally takes the silvering right off the back of the shiny mirror so when you get that in the middle sometimes the installing crew might have used a little bit of that or some of that streak down or some anyway it's something that uh, desilvered the shiny surface
5: on the back of that mirror Interesting. And even Windex has ammonia in it sometimes.
1: Amen. Amen, brother. That, again, so you have to be real careful. Windex, I think, is fixed there, um, you know, what's on it. But you have to be careful. Or right there on the back, it'll say don't use on mirrors or whatever. But that's, you know, just beware. Not everything is friendly to mirrors.
5: Okay. All right, well then, I guess we're going to go with that antique look then for from now on.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, think about it. In another hundred years, that will be a sought after. Grandpa's mirror was pretty cool. Look at this, you know. Right. So,
5: yeah, and, and it's a full wall, like a. Uh, it's, oh. it's big, so oh. it covers the whole wall above the. The sink and toilet. And stuff,
1: oh, so. well I can tell you that that could actually be the adhesive they used. You have to use mirror friendly adhesive if they use something that went on the wall and they stick the mirror on. That mirror may may never come off, but not all of those adhesives putting mirrors on are friendly to that silvering either. So probably okay. installer error on that one.
5: Well, oh, fantastic. I will uh, I'll pass your message along down to Springfield and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon.
1: All right, Joe, give high fives to all my friends in Springfield. There are several hundred thousand of them.
5: Okay, will do. Thank you, Scott.
1: All right, bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We have a phone line here for you, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. Let's go, Blues! Go, Cards! And all the horses running at the Kentucky Derby today, tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo
0: welcome back to the Helitech foundation repair home improvement show presented by gutter now once again here's your host scott mosby on kmox hey have you been paying attention to the st louis
1: blues hockey oh how can you not i mean it's a blues town we're bleeding blue oh by the way did you notice the cardinals have won two-thirds of their games almost three i mean they're at the top of the central division yeah, well, the Blues have to pull it out, coming out from a two to one, eh, kind of a, and eh, a little bit of a deficit, or, or, or anyway, they're one game down on the uh, um, contest here. So that'll be on Cam Wex. Cardinals on Cam Wex. We've got the Kentucky Derby happening later, uh, so stay tuned. Let's go right back to the phone line. See what's happening with my buddy David. Hey, David, Scott Mosby here. How can I help this afternoon on Cam Wex?
10: Uh, yes, Scott. Um um, we're selling my parents' estate, and there's a concrete wall that has minor cracks. Now, they found on the inspection, there was, there was a finished basement. The carpet was wet. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was down there, it's not soaking, sopping wet. So I know it's a minor leak, but there's a paneling on the wall. And we want to peel that back. But from what I investigated, um, they have a polyurethane that you can inject into the small cracks on the wall. Yes. I was wondering um, what you think about
1: that. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, the, uh, the typical um, used to be uh, epoxy. Epoxy is a very, very hard and brittle material. So it'll stick to anything. It will fix the leak. The problem is if there's any movement at all, the epoxy- It epox-
10: expand.
1: Well, it's right? like glass, it'll break. And once it breaks, I mean, it, it worked fine. But if there's any movement, it breaks. Urethane is a little more flexible. Uh, In a paint or in this uh, injection material. So the poly injection that uh, especially Helitech does all the time. uh, The reason they use the urethane is because it's flexible. A little bit of move here and there, and that joint doesn't break. It just kind of flexes with it. So that's I'm a big fan in in poly injection. It's it's the it's the current technology.
10: What about a small crack on the basement floor?
4: Uh, that's
1: typically best done just with caulk. Uh, or if it's a hairline crack, leave it alone because uh, really it'd just be a liquid sealer. Uh, or, but most commonly, nothing. Uh, if you have a floor joint or like an eighth of an inch, that's properly done, again, with a urethane caulk. But that's not a urethane injection. That's just low-tech stuff. Uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll get some pushback as well maybe on, um, you know, um, other issues around that.
10: Okay, and I read something like, if, if, if I chiseled and slightly enlarged the crack and put down a bonding agent, could I use um, uh, the hydraulic cement?
1: You mean on the floor? Yes. No, don't make that crack bigger, and hydraulic cement is just like glass, the reason we don't use hydraulic cement much anymore. Uh, we can use it in a wall because if it expands and pushes out, it plugs the hole. But you don't want to do that on concrete because just don't make an unsightly crack uglier. So leave well enough alone and just put something in the void there.
10: Okay, so go with the same stuff on the wall or the polyurethane or... Uh,
1: I, the injection wall uh, for that, if you're going to sell it, uh, I would have a professional do that, somebody like a Helitech, because that, if you've got a wet basement and they sense any indications from that, they're going to look at the warranty of who put it in. So you can put a lot of effort in yourself. You're better off not doing anything to it because any effort you put into, typically they're going to charge you to have a pro pull it out and put it back in on, a, on a real, you know on a real estate transaction.
10: Okay, and then one more thing on the carpet. There was a um a little bit of mold down to um on the bottom plates on the two by yes. the paneling. Um, is do you think that carpentry dried out and solvable, or should we just get rid of it?
1: Just get rid of it. Again okay. again, any kind of a uh um a disaster company would discard the carpet unless they're there in the first two days of water. Because once, okay. once you go four or five days, just the stuff that fell on the carpet over the last 10 years, you know, that's going to start growing all. The wheat's going to start, you know, sprouting into plant, you know. So you get all kinds of nice little Petri dishes, stuff growing in that carpet with a little bit of water.
10: Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay, well, I appreciate your advice.
1: Okay, David, I would call a pro and get some advice on this before you get too far down that path because this is, you get water in a basement, that's a big deal on selling a house, and I would follow the real estate agent, their recommendations, but I, I'd start with a heel attack and say, hey, you know, what What am I facing here and how much of this can I do myself? Okay, All righty. thank you. All right, David, take care. Bye now. You too. Next up, my friend Barb. Hey, Barb, Scott here. Good afternoon on KMOX. It's a great day getting sunnier every day. How can I help you, Barb?
2: Hey, Scott, I have a question. Um, My husband and I are new to the RV scene, Mm -hmm. and I was wondering, when we're gone for longer periods of time, is it a good idea to shut off the water at the house? Yes. Yes. It is?
1: Yes. What
2: about like the ice maker? Does it Should we turn off the ice maker first? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. If you do nothing else, um, most of the water claims on homeowners insurance are from faulty ice makers.
2: Yes, I know. I know someone who had that happen, and that's why I was concerned.
1: Yeah, if you have a choice of turning off the ice maker or the water to the house, I know it sounds funny, but I would turn the ice maker off first and then the water...
2: Okay, because we do have a
1: shutoff in the basement. so yeah, always do that. Um, uh, I, and frankly, don't flush the toilet. Leave a tank. Keep the house set up at, you know, typically during the winter time, I'll set it back to 60 degrees if we're gone for a week or so. You know, so I keep it warm enough. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And then keep in mind in the RV during the wintertime, wherever you are, you may need to, you know, um, winterize that RV line as well.
2: Right. Oh, I know. We 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 we've learned that. So we haven't we haven't actually had it long enough to. To be gone in the winter, yet, but maybe, um, maybe this year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Different. But that's yeah, a good, but, good point because, sh- you know, turning off the ice maker, throw the ice away so that if your refrigerator or power goes down, you don't. Ha- and, and frozen meat in the freezer, none of that stuff because if you lose power for five, six days, that blood drips down out of that
3: freezer. Oh,
2: I know, I know. But I did know someone who had that happen, their line to the um, ice maker broke. Oh. and it flooded all their basement, and just they had a big mess on their hands.
1: So. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, that, the only thing yeah. that gets compromised by turning the water off to the house is a humidifier on your furnace. That's it.
10: So
2: yeah.
1: if nobody's there, you know, the humidity inside the house is not as important.
2: Right. Okay, well, I really appreciate it because my husband and I have been back and forth with this one, so I think I win this one.
1: Oh yeah, uh, an ounce of prevention meets ten, beats tens of thousands of repair cure. You bet.
2: Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much.
1: Okay, Barb. Good question. Thank you. Th-
2: thank you. Bye bye.
1: Bye now. And that's one of the things I like about this show. People say, "Well, you're on the radio." It's like, "Yeah, yeah." How long have you been doing that? Well, 22 years. What do you have to talk about for 22 years? Like, well, new people. Buying the RV, retiring, traveling, being away from home, turning off the water to the house, having damages or not. You know, how do we manage the rest of our lives? We're all living somewhere. Uh, you know, and I, I make kind of the flip comment. I overly simplify things sometimes to answer the question. Everybody lives somewhere. Some may live in a cardboard box. Some may live under a viaduct. Some may live in some very nice structures. Everybody lives somewhere, and they're trying to be comfortable, safe, and healthy. Everybody's got a question about something. And that's why KMOX has had this show for a very, very long time. I don't know if you know the history of the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Now, the Helitech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Gutter Works and Schlater Painting, we go back a long time. I am the local latest schlep to sit the seat in KMOX. Um, you know, uh, it, it, before me, it was the... Uh, uh, Central Hardware Mr. Fix-It show. And then before that was another Central Hardware Mr. Fix-It. Anyway, I walked in 22 years ago, and uh, Norma Walner, the receptionist in KMWAC, she said, oh, you're the new Mr. Fix-It. I'm like, well, I guess maybe I might be. Anyway, 314 436 7900 800 925 Scott Mosby, Home Improvement at your
0: service here on University of KMWACs. Welcome back to the Helotech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by gutterworks Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, we are back to the phone lines. This is Scott Mosby. Remember,
1: it matters how you get the projects done. For all those new homeowners, send them over here to the Helitech Home Improvement Show. I'll help them learn how to handle that new home, whatever questions they've got. Uh, And I do appreciate, uh, we had a question, uh, you know, David was calling about a leak in his foundation, and I kind of referred him to a pro. There are things you can do uh, to fix up the basement. Just realize that it's very important when you're transferring a warranty, if you do it yourself typically a buyer will either deduct from the purchase price, whatever the cost of getting a warranty on that is, uh, because you and I can't really deliver a warranty. We're not in that foundation repair or dewatering business. So anyway, I I just wanted to explain, I, I don't mean to pass it off There are things you can do, but you need to do it in a consumer or buyer-accepted way. Uh, Let's see what's happening with my friend Fred. Hey, Fred, Scott Mosby here at Cam Wex. How can I help, my friend?
7: Well, I sure appreciate your program. I've heard you mention several times about using uh, a cleaner that you pour down the drains to clean them out. Yeah. Uh, I've tried different methods and haven't had a whole lot of luck, so looking for an answer
1: uh Ridex Ridex and not any uh drain cleaners this is nothing more than a septic tank treatment product that uh typically when you have the septic tank pumped out uh you just dump the Ridex down the toilet flush it all into the tank and it just makes the enzymes for the really the critters that digest all of that solid organic waste uh it just eats solid organic waste, which for you and me, the inside of our pipes inside of our home, it might be grease at the kitchen. It might be little pieces of food stuck to the plate. So it's very important for that and around on shower drains as well. You know, uh, just body oils that come off of the hair and the body itself, that sticks to the inside of those waste or drain pipes. And over time, they literally can sludge and plug up a drain. So, you know, that's kind of it. RID-X is uh, just um, e- either a liquid form or a powder form there, Fred. Um, so you just mix it up and dump it at each drain. Typically, I do it at night before I go to bed because I really don't want this stuff to flush all the way down to MSD or even a septic tank. I just want that stuff to sit in my pipes and have a nice meal and clean up the inside of my pipes for me. That's kind of the ticket there, Fred.
5: Very good. Well,
7: uh, we uh, took your suggestion to use B&W yeah. Concrete and loved the job. They did a great job, so thanks for that also.
1: You bet. Fred, you can kind of tell when you're talking to somebody that knows their business, you know, like B&W, you, you kind of know when you're in good hands, don't you?
7: Right, yep. Yep, I agree. Excellent. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, take care, Fred. Bye thanks. now. Home Improvement, KMOX. uh Let's see what's happening here. Uh, You know what? Let's take a short pause and come back for more on KMWX. Scott Mosby at your service right here.
0: Welcome back to the Helotech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutter Works. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, stay tuned. We've
1: got Rick Edelman coming up at 1 uh, o'clock, and then the Cardinals' uh, pregame show at 2.10. Uh, and the Blues are down 3-2 to under Dallas. Uh, last night's game was a tough one to lose. <clears throat> it was important, but, yeah, we didn't pull it out. Uh, anyway, tough call. Uh, Let's see what's happening here with my friend Peggy. Hey, Peggy, Scott Mosby here. Good afternoon. How can I help?
4: Hi. We have uh,
3: pavers on our patio that are in between the cracks. They look like bricks. And in between the cracks, there's heavy moss growing. And it's starting to grow on top of the bricks. We're right near the Merrimack River. We're in the valley, so to speak, across the farmer's field. And we have a problem with moss. I'm afraid to use anything. I'm afraid I'll just color the bricks. Do you have any suggestions?
1: Uh, Peggy, you can give those a bath. It's not a big deal. Don't be afraid of it. Is there sand in between those bricks? That's, well... Keep in mind that on pavers with sand brushed or broomed in between, about every three to five years, you power wash that out. You get rid of that top sand because the bird drappings stick in that sand, and then they start to to, uh, grow, so you have weed problems there. And after two or three or four years of that, it's time to blow out the top three-quarters of an inch of that sand and then put new sand in there. And then you're better Mm. off using a lock sand if there's an acrylic additive that makes it hard and more imperfect to the birds and all but pavers if it's a sanded product in between those units they require maintenance uh and at the same time you just power wash and clean it like you're washing a car or a tire or a wheel it's
3: okay not a big deal it
1: just it just uh takes a little effort you know like everything else
3: yeah okay thank you for your help
1: okay peg take care (laughs) bye bye Uh, Keep in mind, I mean, you say uh, maintenance-free. Well, there's less maintenance. You know, you have to seal concrete. You have to seal stamped concrete and recolor it. Pavers require stuff like, you know, white concrete needs to have caulk in between the joints. Uh, Look, we're just in Mother Natureville, and we get freeze and very hot temperatures. So living in the middle of the country with this high humidity, water is Mother Nature's great leveler, you know, so again, all the stuff growing, you know, whether, you, and moss grows on the north side of trees. So you may have a house with the north side, vinyl siding, whatever the product is, and it's black with mold and mildew. And that's the same uh, physical reaction of moss grows on the north side of trees. You can always tell where north is in the forest because the sun will never shine on that side of the of the tree or house. Uh, so anyway, same thing in pavers. Let's see what's cooking with Alice. Hey, Alice, Scott here. How can I help you?
4: Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. You're on. Okay, i got two questions. I'll make them quick. Mm-hmm. We looked in the house. It was 35 years old. It had paneling on, and we wanted to put drywall on. So mm-hmm. we had a contractor, and he said, oh, we'll put the drywall over that, and we'll put crown molding up there. And he he stripped the straight, uh, the cracks in between the uh, drywall. He painted it. Well, the seams show. So then I had a second painter come out, a, a contractor painter. The steam sill show. I had a third one come out. The steam sill show. What can I do? Uh,
1: there are different levels of drywall finish level one through level five. Level five, uh, is literally, it's, it's pretty much, I may have the numbers inverted, but it's how many times they spend, um, uh, finishing those joints because a butt joint, at best, drywall is a humped seam even where the depressions are between the tape areas. It's hard to get drywall or plaster dead flat. The issue is using a very, very flat paint that has no reflection or sheen so you can't pick up with natu- with the natural eye all the imperfections. If you want to see something really not flat, try plaster. that stuff's really humpy. So just be aware it's if you use a sh- you know semi-gloss gloss, anything like that on the paint. I mean dead, 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 flat. that's the ticket to drywall that does not show the imperfections which are inherent. And, and of course, there are levels of quality of the workmanship. so beware. Um, you know, drywall just isn't flat. Glass isn't even flat.
4: Okay, one more question, Scott. Uh-huh. Our chimney. Yep. I was out of the room. I asked the guy. He was in the neighborhood working. He's a a company. Uh-huh. I said, all I want is my chimney cleaned. Okay. We don't use it. We don't use it. We have allergies. Just clean it. Mm mm-hmm. He puts this metal thing in there that you can open and close, you know, and everything. Yeah. Now I got more of a draft. Is it like a bad marriage? i just got to
1: live with this new metal thing in there? Uh, Well, it it sounds like there's a damper in there to close that off so that the the wind doesn't blow down and and bring that smelly creosote wood smell on it. And again, with the humidity and the chimney, it's a tough thing. Uh, Yeah, it is. It's a lot to ask. Uh, Even if you have a perfect chimney... Uh, sometimes you have those smells. If you put a liner up in there, Alice, you might do better. But that's pretty pricey. You're into thousands of dollars for, you know, that liner. Uh, you might do better off sealing the, the firebox. Uh, Old time ways, we're stuffing a blanket up in there. The reason I don't advise that is people forget to take it out, fill the house with smoke. You see what I mean? So it's the smell of that wet air coming down that chimney. And it comes inside the house at that firebox, and you'll well, smell
4: it. Well, the originally, I just had the metal one that, some, that was built with the house that you just close it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he opened that, and then he put this metal thing in that you pull the chain that open and close it.
1: Yeah, that's up at the top probably. The point is, is is you still have a smelly liner, wood smoke covered pipe up right. in your house, and you'll right. smell that stuff. So even a clean chimney smells like a wood residue because of the humidity we have. If you were in Arizona at 10% relative humidity, you would never smell it because the the, the smoke is up there but it doesn't react with the moisture. There's no more here in this part of the country, everything's wet all the time, even the air is and it's just hard to escape that smell.
4: Now, I think I'm doing something wrong. We got it closed. It's perfectly closed. Uh-huh. But I got a trash bag over it. So air don't come in because we still get a draft
1: coming in. Well, you're on the right path. That's the same kind of thing that I'm suggesting. You just need to stop that. Now, keep in mind that a forced air furnace will be drawing a vacuum and trying to suck air down that chimney. So your air conditioner or your furnace on a forced air unit will work against everything you're trying to do.
4: Well, I, don't use this. I only have this plastic bag up there like in March or something when it's really windy. Yep, yep. Is that good or bad?
1: Well, as long as you take it out, it's not bad. I mean, again, you're trying to stop the airflow down that chimney and into your house, so I, I think you're on the same path that I am. It, just beware. You've got to pull that stuff out when you fire up the, front of the fireplace.
4: Well, we don't use the fireplace at all. I, I just figured the furnace could keep us warm.
1: Yeah, agreed. I agree. Fireplaces okay. are not uh, a net energy gain. They are a loser for energy.
4: Right. Thank yeah. you, Scott. Thank well, you. Okay, good luck, Alice. Thank Bye. you.
1: And again, I mention that because, uh, uh, for example, uh, we had Tom Kelly in here the last uh, week here on CamoX. They do home performance out in uh, Portland, Oregon, and they do blower door tests. Mosby, we were one of the first companies that did that in the state of Missouri, um, and it's it's drawing a an incredible vacuum of negative. 50. I mean, basically, it's sucking the air out of the house so dramatically that you make all the windows, doors, chimneys, dryer vents, bath fans, kitchen fans, all those pipes that go to the outside make those leak. The fireplace chimney is one of those holes from the inside of your house to the outside. Oh, by the way, it's 8, 10, or 12 inches in diameter. It's a big hole, and the damper is the metal thing that closes well. It's metal to metal, so and it has to sustain some pretty high temperatures. So it's not exactly NASA quality fire you know treat you know seal., uh, let's go to Bill see what's happening here. Hey, william, how can you how can I help you, my friend, on this Saturday?
3: Uh, I've got two plumbing problems. One causes the other, I think. Oh joy. Uh, our subdivision has, I think, kind of smaller mains. Mm-hmm. The main ends at my house. So, there's not a flow through. They were supposed to originally hook it up with another subdivision. Okay. But, uh, the water source we draw from has a lot of, like, gunk. I don't know what else to call it, but debris. You know, you remove Uh the screens on the faucets and you got a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. I can replace a faucet and I have great pressure for six, eight months a year until all this stuff plugs up, uh, the faucet.
1: Oh, I understand. And I don't know
3: if a filtration system would be a good idea or if a uh, pressure pump would be good or both, and I don't know what type.
1: Well, number one, uh, the city or the water company can come around periodically once or twice a year. There are parts in Kirkwood that I see the water company they're out with the water company and they're just blowing the water, you know, the fire hydrants off. And I stopped a few times and said, what are you doing? They said, well, we're blowing the sediment out. This is one of the lower parts of our water service. And since they do their own water, so inherently some part, if you're at the bottom of that service pipe system, you're going to get a lot of it. So a whole house filter, in my opinion, is the only way to minimize that. Even that, you're not going to get perfect, no um, uh, aggregate coming through. But I would say a whole house filter.
3: Is that the, uh, they're about a foot-long, kind of a cylinder-shaped thing you put in your main right as it comes in? Yep,
1: yep, yep. And make it easy, because if it's hard to change that element, you and I just won't do it. You know, you have to make it it,
3: easy. You need one, two, I know I've seen them where they have, like, multiple ones hooked together. Uh,
1: That is a measurement in engineering. How much sand and grit you have coming through matters, and also how tight the element is you know, are you trying to filter out right. everything or just the big chunks of sand? And okay. that, that answers your one, two, three, four element question.
3: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much.
1: Okay, Bill. Good question. There are a lot of people out there having, I mean, people that have problems with stuff getting in their plumbing system. Oh, my. It, there's no, it's its a tough path to walk. So my my heart goes right. out to you, brother.
0: All right.
3: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Okay, Bill. Take care. <laughs> Scott Mosby, home improvement. Stay tuned. We've got lots of things coming up. Rick Edelman coming up at 1 o'clock, and then the Cards pregame show at 2.10. Let's see if I can sneak a few more in here. Uh, let's see about uh, Susan
3: here. Hey, Susan. Scott Oh, Mosby. thank you for
4: taking my call. Um, mm-hmm. In my uh, bathroom, I have a pedestal sink with a PVC piping. It was done about 15 years ago. If the water's on for like a minute, it starts backing up, okay? okay. And then it drains real slow now that uh product that you were talking about uh-huh. to that what is it rx or ridex yeah is that something i can put in there
1: uh yeah but that's probably not your problem you're probably uh, uh, running with an issue of hair and gook stuck on the stopper for the um uh, the pop up drain that that's in the bottom have you ever removed that little pop up drain in the bottom of that sink
4: yeah, I think he has. My husband has.
1: I mean, you would know it. It's a nasty turn of uh, maintenance to do. It smells and it's good. I mean, it's fiber-reinforced body oils. It's just black sludge and toothpaste usually. So that's my first thing. That's usually the first thing. And then the rid will handle that usually, but you may have to get it. You may need to pull the P-trap underneath that sink to really get it done because once it builds up a whole lot, Ridex is a little bit of a preventive maintenance. It's not going to clean a drain that's already plugged.
3: Okay. All right.
1: Now, once that's you right, get it thanks. cleaned and working, then, Susan, that's when you do the Ridex once a month or twice a month because it'll keep that from building up. That's the thing. Okay.
4: Okay. All right. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye now. Home improvement, again, let's see one more here. Let's talk to Marge. Hello, Marge Scott here. See if you can do it in a couple minutes.
4: Scott, I have a patio door. Mm-hmm. It opens on the left. Okay. It's listing on the left, and it's now I cannot get it to either of the locks to lock.
1: Okay. Um, down on the bottom corners, the left and the right edge of the moving, sliding panel of the door, there'll be a little hole in the bottom of that door. About an inch up, might be about half inch in diameter, and uh, there might be a cover cap on it that comes off, and you slide a uh, Phillips screwdriver in there. As you turn the screwdriver clockwise or screw it in, it lifts that corner of the door up. And use, vol- all that does, rolling it back and forth, that thing just r- adjusts itself down. Your door is out of adjustment, it just needs a, an adjustment. Thank you, Scott. Go get a Marge. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> bye now. Again, thanks for the show. I, I love doing this because of that. And Now, Marge, be patient because there's a little trial and error. I've been doing that task for 40 or 50 years, and it's still trial and error. And you get that door uh, cattywampus and up and down, It you can adjust it up so that the latch works. Stay tuned. Rick Edelman next.